Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our brand new episode of the 13th Man Sports Live Show. Uh, it's our first episode since rebranding from the 13th Man Podcast to the 13th Man Live and 13th Man Sport. Thank you all for being part of our transition as we branch into more areas of our of the Canadian sports scene, covering you know everything from the CEBL, which Frankie did a very a nightful um, article. Is that a today. word? He released. I don't know, but it is now. Um, what does it mean? I don't care if it isn't. <laughs> what does it, it mean? Ignited conversation. It was ignitefal. Oh, I don't care if it's oh, okay. a word. It's a word now in my vocabulary. I thought you were talking about but like nights, is in like you know the <laughs> London nights. Yeah, no. Um, so that was a very good one. We got more articles coming out. Uh, the, our writers who have moved over from Thirteenth Man Podcast to with us. Thank you very much, uh, Frank. We have a very special guest. Since you're the one who set it up, I'm going to let you introduce him before we really get into the thick of the episode oh is he here i'm still sharing this uh, into some facebook groups of course frank is a little bit slow um, I, I know. facebook made it hard um, man. <laughs> i know they don't allow multiple um ads into a group but since frankie's doing that i'm gonna introduce him uh assistant manager assistant general manager to the new ottawa baseball team the ottawa titan sebastian boucher is joining us live we'll have him in thank you sebastian for joining us how are you doing this evening i'm good i'm good thank you shane thank you frankie for having me on it's an absolute uh, absolute pleasure to have you here sebastian i remember you know going to some ottawa champions games and you were one of the few games that I think pretty much everybody recognized because uh, you played in Ottawa for so long. Um, first of all, I want I want to start off. Congratulations on uh, becoming the assistant general manager of the Titans. I'm sure that it's very important to you to stick in Ottawa's baseball history. You know, it's a little bit of a troubled one. We'll get into that a little bit later. But um, what what was the thing that prompted you to kind of want to jump back into Ottawa baseball and become the assistant GM? Well, this is something that I was already contemplating with uh, with the champions. Uh, uh, you know, being on the field, being uh, it's always fun. It's always great to be on the field. But you know, I was starting to getting a little older, wanting to uh, just get a, a feel for for the business side of it. And you know, I'd say help my family and spend more time at home during the summer is always better. So uh, I have two young boys and a, and a wife. So uh, they're, they were definitely happy for me to step off the field and, and get in the business side of it. So are you, are you still, are, are you living in Gatineau right now still? Or are you? I'm living in Orleans. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. Shane has just sent me a text message. Um, <laughs> So for you coming off the field, you played in the Can-Am League for, I believe it was nine years, uh, started 2009 all the way to 2018. Um, was stepping off the field just a, a family matter for you or did, was like, how difficult was that for you? Uh, it, it, it was tough. Well, it was like an easy and a tough way. So COVID, uh, you know, COVID kind of helped out with that. Uh, it, it allowed me to, to, to spend a summer off without really having to, to miss the field because nobody else was on the field. There's no baseball going on in the city. So uh, it, it gave me a perspective of, you know, what, what a summer could be like uh, without, without baseball. And, and it was quite appealing to be honest, to, to, to be off the field and enjoying You know, the, the pleasures of summer uh, with the family that, that was kind of nice. So uh, that kind of had a factor in it and just, you know, 
I always want to be part of baseball. So one way or another, uh, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a part of baseball. So uh, the logical thing was just to to step off the field and, and and enjoy the front office job a little bit. Yeah, and I want to I want to get a little bit of an insight too, uh, because a lot of the players that you guys bring in uh, aren't really known in the public eyes they would be in the major leagues. So you know how how do you guys go about finding young baseball players and and a lot of Canadians in the in the way of the Titans, uh, bringing them into the fold, I guess, before so, we had the dispersal draft. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, our manager, Steve, uh, this is pretty much the manager's do- job in in, uh, in independent baseball. They're, they're kind of the ones that, that kind of do, do all the networking. So it's pretty much a lot of networking. You have to, you have to gather a lot of contacts and and uh you know make a lot of friends in the business in all parts of the world and 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 whatever player is appealing to you you kind of have to to go after them and knowing full well that uh there's probably six or seven other teams that are going for the same player you kind of have to sell your sell your product and sell where where you're playing and what ottawa is all about to try to get them to come here so how i mean you said it was it's kind of the manager's job to get that stuff done but how exactly did you guys sell Ottawa to, to anybody wanting to play in the Frontier League? Well, the the, the easy selling point is uh, Ottawa is a triple-A caliber city. Uh, you know, we had triple-A's. We had triple-A here. We played in a triple-A stadium. So the, the luxuries of, of high-quality baseball is here. Uh, it's a major city at the, at the same time. It's over a million. So you're not going to uh, a small town. So th- that's a that's a easy way to sell, sell uh, a player on, you know, you have a plenty of things to do in the summer. You, you, you get plenty of sights to see. So uh, it's a great tourist area. So you kind of sell players on that. And then you just gotta, you gotta sell your yourself as a manager and uh, you know, gain their trust and, you know, just pretty much tell them that you're trying to get them to the next level, just like they're trying to do. So uh, you know, that that's our main goal as managers uh, is to try to get everybody that we can to the next level. And, and, you know, that the players kind of have to, to, to get a little bit of trust in you and, and they kind of go with that. Forgive me for jumping around a little bit. I'm just very excited because you're our first, uh, non-football guest. We've been going for a year and never had anybody in another sport. So correct me if I'm wrong, but back with the champions, I believe it was in their last season, you were also the hitting coach as well as a player. Yeah, so I I was the hitting coach uh, from the first year with the champions. So, okay, uh, that that was kind of a a thing we had uh, arranged. I coming off the field, I kind of wanted to make the jump into the managing uh, job, but I didn't have any experience. So uh, ownership for the, of the champions kind of brought in Hal to uh, Hal Lanier to uh, to take on that role, and and he was a mentor for me in in a way. And when when the time was right and Hal was ready to go, I would kind of move into to that position. So uh, it, it kind of worked out that way a little bit. And, uh, you know, he was a great mentor. I learned the game a lot from him, uh, a lot of a lot of things from the managerial, managerial uh, side of it that, that I learned that, you know, you, you kind of it's always a great guy to learn from. So uh, I was very fortunate with that. I'm glad you brought up Hal too, because you know I really when when he had come in, I was still way too young to to know what he had done in the in the major leagues before, of course. So 
you know, Googled his name and his resume is, is so impressive. So I can only imagine that, you know, for you, you're still, uh, you're still young in the, uh, in the, uh, the manager side of things here. So um, I can't imagine how helpful he would have been for you. Oh yeah. He was great. Uh, he, all the experience that he's kind of been through, he's been in around the major leagues, uh, since he was a little kid. So, uh, you know, his father played in the majors too. So it, he has, uh, a catalog of experience that, that people can only dream of and, and to be able to pick that brain and, and get, you know, the knowledge that you can out of that, a uh, person like Hal, it, it was just tremendous for me. Shane, do you have anything before I continue to ramble on? Let you speak. <laughs> uh, for me, like I, growing up, I didn't really get into baseball. The leagues were before, like they ended before my time really getting into to sports at a young age. And then there wasn't really anything. And then we had the champions. Like, it, like all I really remember of Ottawa baseball was the Lynx and then the champions. Ottawa doesn't seem like a baseball city. Like, so as now being a player and now a manager, how do you sell that to uh, a player coming in where if they did the research, we've, we've lost a couple of teams. How is that? How does that play into to the management side of things? Uh, as far as, you know, as far as Ottawa not being a baseball city, I'll, I'll have to disagree with you on that. that we do have uh, a lot of baseball. I think the marketing aspect of, of, uh, you know, of baseball is very different here in Ottawa. I think we have a, a different situations from other cities, uh, being a government city and and uh, the capital of, of, you know, national capital. It's kind of, it, it's tough to market in all the festivals that we have to, to compete against in the summer. And there's plenty of things to do, but it, it is a good market for, for baseball. It just has to be tapped in the right way, I believe. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, Shane, Baseball is going to work in the city someday. I can promise you that. And that, that kind of brings me to the next point of uh, I believe Sam Katz, I believe is his name. Yeah, Sam Katz. Yeah, okay. And um, and the OSA group, have, like obviously they, they brought you in. Um, what, what have the discussions been like with them as far as trying to get this team off the ground? I mean, they're committed. I mean, they're, they're, the first thing they kind of – told me is that they they didn't want to be a, a, a one-year team right and and it, it was a it was a, a big thing for them to you know we want to be here for 25 years if we can and and we're they're, they're in it for the long haul so that that's very refreshing uh you know a thing that we had with the champions I think a, a problem we had with the champions and I, I don't want to take anything away from him because I I love the man too is miles wolf kind of wanted to sell the team he came in and wanted local ownership to take it over. And so he kind of built the team to sell it and he didn't build the team to just market it and let it grow and, and make it stay. Obviously he wanted the team to stay in the, in, in the city and keep the name, but uh, his main goal was to sell the team. So that, that kind of affects, I guess, the, the way the, the product is sold to, to the market and, that kind of affected a lot of a lot of things, I think. And these guys, uh, with Sam and 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 Oseg, and they they kind of want to s stick around. I mean, they we did everything this year to try to get a team this year uh, until we were told we couldn't have a team. So, uh, it's, so they they they're determined to 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 have success here, and and they're willing to to go and pretty much put in the work to get it. 
And I mean, just like looking what Oseg has done with the Red Blacks, I'm, I'm sure you're aware, and putting the 67s back on the map and what's happened with the Winnipeg Gold Eyes, I've heard nothing but great things. Like to me, I think this is the group to get it done. And this is the group that I was hoping would swoop in and, and essentially save the champions. But, you know, just to have the idea of baseball back uh, in this city is fantastic. Like, you know, my grandfather took me to baseball games when I was a young kid all the time. And it's essentially become my favorite sport. Um, so the other, like another thing I would kind of want to tap into is the, now that the minor leagues at uh, the affiliated ball levels are kind of dwindled down, what kind of impact do you think that we're going to have with leagues like the Frontier League and the Atlantic League uh, in terms of being able to elevate players up into affiliated ball and eventually the major leagues? I think it's going to be – it's very crucial. I think uh, minor league baseball, the way the systems work in the past, uh, so many players get developed. Like baseball is a sport that you can develop at a later age. It's not like hockey where at 18 you can be in the NHL and there's a lot of guys that make it up there. Uh, baseball, you can develop at 25, 26, 27 even. Uh, that's when those guys peak. And, you know, some guys get overlooked and find themselves in the independent ball. We have uh, the Frontier League. We're affiliated with Major League Baseball. So that kind of gives us the, the the back and forth where they can come get players from us and, and sign players from our league. And it, the agreement's already done. So uh, it makes it a lot easier. Uh, and I think they can only, only benefit us more uh, with the fact that there's less minor league teams to to support. They, there's a, less players to to move up and down from their system, so they have they'll have to go get guys from independent ball, which is which is a plus for us, and it also increases our our league base, right? So we have more teams, we have uh, more sites to go see and more sites to go play against. So uh, it it can only be good for for independent ball. Yeah, and, and like obviously you were in a clubhouse for independent leagues for quite the while. It's not a league that people stick around in for a super long time. They just kind of a lot of guys just kind of give up and and go away, right? Uh, do you think like that might end up changing here? Guys might stick around a little longer now. Well, I think uh, you know the, the the sticking around part of it might have to do a little bit with uh, I guess you know financial situations for most guys, uh, young guys. It's always tougher uh to to make to make a decent salary in an independent ball so they so they tend to see, see where their cards lays do i have a shot to make it higher or not and then they make that decisions but for older guys that are already been up and down in triple a and and double a they they already know where they stand and they have uh they have better options i would say so uh so if if the frontier league which that they've changed their rules where they have a little bit older guys too uh that can only be beneficial for them in a way that they'll have more guys that have, will will have more longevity in the league. Do they stop you from playing at a certain point? Uh, So the new rules, I'm not too familiar because they kind of merged the the Can-Am rules with the the Frontier League rules and the Frontier League in the past used to be uh, 27 year old and under. They've kind of changed that to allow four, I think I believe four veterans uh, that could be of, any age, I believe. So I, I could still play in there, I believe, as a veteran if I was good enough. <laughs> so if you were good enough, I mean, you, you've had it. You've had quite the career, I'd say. Yeah, I picked up a few pounds, and I'm a little slower. So <laughs> that just means more power. That's all that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shane, anything else before I kind of pivot into some major league baseball stuff? Uh, yeah, actually, 
Uh, as you can see behind me, huge Jersey freak. Love them. So my bad on this. I haven't really been paying much attention to the Titans because I last time I heard, you know, they're not playing this year. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll kind of back off. There's not a lot of news. But since we have you on, do you know anything about when jerseys are coming out? Because looking at the merch, you guys have some really nice stuff. I might have to spend a little bit of money and grab like one of these hats and whatnot. But any idea of when a jersey might be released? Uh, we are still discussing about it. So we had, uh, we were planning, obviously we were planning to, on playing. So our jersey release was coming up soon. Uh, it might be delayed. Uh, we're maybe waiting until later in the summer. Uh, we're not sure exactly how we're going to unveil everything. We might piece by piece or we're still discussing everything. So uh, I'll, I'll put it in mind for the next meeting that, uh, you know, jerseys might be a, a priority that we might want to throw out there and, and uh, fans might appreciate. So, uh, but as of right now, we don't have a, an actual date for jerseys. Oh, I mean, all I want to see is that the, the champions jersey that had like the, the weird striping on the bottom of it, like the, the Astros used to have. Something like that's got to come back as an alternate. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, our colors are, are – I think their colors are, are basic. We have uh, black on the – red, black, and uh, and some silver in it. So uh, it, it, could get, it could get interesting. Also, another, like, merch question. Well, I have two more questions. One about merch and one about open tryouts. But first one, looking at your merch, it's all the OT stuff. Uh, very well done. I like it. Is there anything that we should be expecting with the actual Titan on it at some point? Because personally, I love the logo. I think it's great. I think it's a great logo. So that logo could, I mean, that logo on a hat is, I think the concept, it was made to, to just be the brand and just put it up. But on a hat, it, it's just a circle. So it's, we might have to get a little bit creative with it to, to make it more funky to put on a hat. Uh, we might put it on the side of the hat and stuff like that. There's a lot of little creative stuff that we could do with it. Uh, we haven't discussed uh, putting it on straight up either on the on the jersey or. But there's concepts, there's promo days, so uh, there, there's always a way to to, to try to get the, a fan appreciated appreciation uh, thing, uh, uh, a specialty jersey and stuff like that to to do stuff like that. I like that. And then the <laughs> second one, open tryouts. I know when the the champion came on. Uh, they had the open tryouts. I know because I was my uh, my high school teacher literally sent me the the application. And be like, hey, you should go try out. <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't played in a competitive level of baseball in like three years. I played grade I played grade nine baseball, and then told I had to pick between baseball and rugby, and I picked rugby. But he's like, hey, you were good. Go try out. Is there anything like that that fans should know about players that may have not have played the last couple of years but want to get back into it? Uh, we do tend to, to hold tryouts. Uh, I mean, this year was kind of a, a big no, just based on, on COVID and situations and, and, and all that. The league holds a tryout for us. Um, obviously, uh, it's always mostly in the States. Uh, so that, that's always a, like this year's tryout, uh, I believe, is uh, in a couple weeks uh, in Lake Erie. So it, it's... Uh, it's not a, very convenient for for local for local players, but uh, the, the, there has been talks about you know maybe merging with uh, you know Quebec and and Trois Rivières uh, for future years and trying to hold a tryout for for our region that's beneficial for pretty much everybody in the area, 
and, and make it so. But we we haven't discussed the local tryouts yet. But it's always a uh, it's always a good way to, to to promote the team as well and 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 get to see what uh, our local talent is all about. You mentioned before I skip into what I was going to originally ask. You mentioned Trois Rivières and uh, Quebec. Those two teams are kind of coming together to make a travel team. Uh, what was was there any talk about the Titans potentially as well being a part of that team? Uh, y- yes, uh, as far as we were planning to be a travel team uh, for for a majority until we, uh, you know, all our plans were pretty much gearing ourselves to to be a travel team until uh, hopefully August and then trying to get some games here. Uh, and then Quebec was the only team that. I believe I, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but like I believe that they had uh, maybe some some funding uh, that that was available for them because they're a, a, a business that's you know trying to survive in, in COVID and, and pandemic and and uh, we were just an up and coming team. We don't qualify for that. And Trois Rivières is in a similar situation where they're uh, I believe they have some nonprofits in there and stuff like that, so they didn't qualify as well. So. Uh, it, that I think that's kind of just the the luck of the draw. We couldn't we couldn't get ourselves in in on there, and it was more logical for for uh, just Quebec to be the team that wasn't there. Okay, yeah, and uh, Shane, anything else before I pivot to to some major league stuff? No, nope, go go right okay. ahead. I think I've got all my questions answered. Perfect. So, have you been following the Blue Jays at all this season? Uh, the Blue Jays, I've caught a couple games. I haven't. Uh, followed uh, intensively but uh my son does if i if i could bring him in here he's not here right now but like if i bring him in here he could tell you a lot more than i can well okay so my my question essentially uh george springer was supposed to make his return today and he can't uh, i think he has a low grade quad strain is what i'm reading um you played outfield as well right you're similar position how devastating would that kind of an injury be uh, for somebody trying to make a return, uh, yeah, that's uh, those are tough. I mean, anything to your legs is always a, it, it's always a, th- a tough thing to to deal with. I think uh, recovery, you know, you you tend to play hurt most of the time. Uh, you know, you, there's probably out of an entire season, there's probably five games on a, <laughs> there's probably a handful of games that that you're playing a hundred percent. But I think he's in a situation where he's already hurt. Uh, they want to make sure that he's 100% before he gets back on on the field, and it's only the safe way to do it. You don't want to put him injured, and he's straining himself, and and then he's back on on the injured list uh, in two weeks. That's just not beneficial for them. So when he does come back, uh, what what are the kind of things? I'm not entirely sure if you went through something similar to this or not, but what what kind of stuff do you have to do to make sure that this doesn't happen again, other than just be 100% when you come back? Well, you you normally get on a on a training uh, program that's that's pretty much specific for you. So he might he might play three games in a row and then get a day off. So he's going to get more days off than than he can than than he normally would, right? So like there's days like he can play twenty games in a row uh, on a re- if he's a hundred percent. But coming back from an injury, he might play a few games, see how his body feels, see how he bounces back. They give him a day off and then gradually make him progress back into the into the regular uh, lineup. Uh, I, I see that happening most most of the time. They try to do that. 
we'll test that out in the, in in the minor leagues. Uh, but you know, a guy like that who's who's a, a big contract guy and a, and a, and a, just a pretty much a star player that they probably want to try to get get him in there as soon as possible to to make fans happy at the same time. To kind of stick on the injury front, I mean, we see fans all the time about, oh, I don't know how you get hurt playing baseball. You just stand there and then you swing a piece of wood three times a night and then you're done. Like, how genuinely hard is it to take care of your body while you're on the field every single day and traveling in between? It's uh, it's that I I think that's the toughest thing in it. Toughest sport you could you can imagine. I'd rather get hit once a week uh, uh, by a 300 pound linebacker than 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 having to stand in a field uh, for four hours and and just going up and down and up and down and it's the teasiest thing, right? So it, baseball is a grind. I mean, that's why you play every day. It, it that's what makes it tough is the the everyday grind is is so tough on the body. Uh, you, you 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 wish for an off days, right? You just wish for the off day that that okay, I can get, my body gets to relax a little bit and and I, I get to to restart the next day. So it, that that's the biggest thing is 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 the everyday grind uh, injuries and you know by all means baseball is is a very uh, it's an explosive sport right it looks really boring but everything that happens in baseball is four seconds. Uh, so it, it's quite explosive. I'm giving a hundred percent for four seconds. It's I'm doing my max. So if I'm swinging, I can strain a lot of little muscles that we never knew existed. And, and, uh, same thing with throwing. So it, it, it's a, it's a tough little grind. And those are little injuries that you would never think about that pretty much can hinder you for, for a month and stuff. So it, it's always tough. And you don't really have the, the major league experience to draw against, but you have been, you know, throughout triple A, double A ball, you played independent ball a whole bunch. How much tougher? I mean, you've, you've probably played with guys who have told you all about how luxurious major league life can be. How difficult is it to, to continue to play every single day when you don't have some of those, those luxuries like the major league guys do? Oh, I can imagine. Uh, just just the travel alone, uh, major league travel, I believe, is a lot better. Right? You're flying, you're, it's three-hour flights, whereas if you're in the bus leagues, you could be doing a 12-hour bus, a 14-hour bus, and, and then playing as soon as you get off the bus. So uh, times like that are, are very – they're grueling, grueling days and, and grueling nights. Uh, you, you're sleeping on the bus on the way to, to your next uh, – your next game and and you know that that is always tougher so i i you know they do in major leagues they kind of have a lot more games uh they do play about you know 40 to 60 games depending on the leagues uh but they get more off days they they do have you know the luxurious life but it's still a grind i mean yeah. you're you're right after a game they're probably hopping on a plane and and doing a red eye to the next city so it's not easy any way you want to put it. So I think that's about everything I have, but last thing I want to know, uh, if you had to pick your ideal world series right now, who would you be? My ideal world series. Well, obviously I'd go with the blue Jays. Just I'm Canadian guy. I'm going to go with my, my, my only Canadian team. Uh, And love to see him against the, 
love to see him against uh, San Diego as an up, up-and-comer, I believe. So I agree. That, that'd, be, uh, that'd be a great little matchup. Yeah, Vlad can finally have the chance to prove that he's actually better than Tatis. So, yeah, and you have all the young guys, right? So they they, they have all the young guys on one end, all the young guys on on the other. So, uh, it might be interesting in a couple of years, actually. For sure. Well, I thank you very, very much for coming on. You'll probably see us on the uh, in the stadium at some point. I think we're gonna be able to get in there uh, once we get back to playing in 2022. <laughs> so. Yeah, we wish you all the best with the team. Hopefully we can we can get a bit of a championship contender on the field and we can get some good baseball back in Ottawa. Yeah, definitely hoping for it for sure. Thank you very much. All right, thank you, yeah, Frankie. Thank you, thank you, you Shane. And thank you, Sebastian, for coming on. It was a pleasure having you. I'm excited for the Titans uh, baseball to be back. I love their logo. I love their merch. They're with New Balance. I was kind of surprised when I recognized that. Like, yeah, they're with like they uh, their athletic gear is New Balance. Oh, I didn't know. Which that. I mean, personally, is awesome. I think New Balance is one of the most underrated, uh, underrated companies, like sports companies out there. I agree. That's why Kawhi signed it. That's why I'm wearing my Kawhi jersey, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm looking at like this Ottawa Titans baseball. Like, I don't know if you can. I'm gonna sh- like this. This is sick. Not going to lie. I'm going to have to cop this. Like, it's just a basic dry fit New Balance tee, but it looks awesome. I love the logo. I love the OT. They did really well on that. Yeah, and I think oh, the guy who made it's on Twitter somewhere, and they, they unveiled the logo, and somebody's commented about how they're like, oh, it's so ugly. And the guy came back, and he's like, I don't think so. I think I pretty – I like it kind of a lot. It's, it's really nice. I really do like it. I mean, we're definitely going to have to promote the, this team more than, like, once they get on the field. Not gonna oh, of lie. course. Like, like, it's it's already, like, you know, just being able to talk to Sebastian today was, was really nice because, like, you know, just being able to go to Champions Games before, Sebastian was the name that everybody knew. Like, you know, Wilmer Font pitched there for a little bit, and uh, they had – I can't remember what his name was, but they had a, a pitcher from from the Gatineau side that was really, really good. But it's good local baseball. And then you get names like Sebastian, who are always really great with Didn't the fans. Did they win too. their championship their first year? Second year. Second year? And yeah. I, I saw nothing. I If I was not on social media, I don't think I would have seen yep. or heard anything. And it was kind of disappointing because – I went to a couple of their games those couple of years, uh, and they were fantastic games. I don't, I like the stadium. I, I still think it's in a weird spot, but overall, I think baseball can work. It's just, I think there's a stigma, just like there was with the Red Blacks, right? How many yeah. teams does the city need to get before they decide to move on, kind of thing? Yeah. And Sebastian, you're still in our waiting room. You're good to leave if you want to. You don't got to stick around any longer. Hey, I mean, if he wants to stick around, go right ahead. I have no issue. He's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fantastic. Um, but no, honestly, I think uh, we'll definitely have to grab one of these shirts and start rocking them on the podcast. Absolutely, man. Get a hat too. I can replace oh, my yeah, Jay's they, hat, yeah. which is really nice. But so, like, but, they actually have one that's like super nice. And I was looking at it when you guys were talking because I was like, "Huh, I haven't checked on their merch. I haven't seen like <laughs> I haven't seen anything of it." Uh, so like you can't really see it, but like super just simple snapback. Yep. It's sick. 
If I had to I, guess too, that'll probably end up being their primary cap, and we'll get like a fitted version of that, which I'll definitely buy. Oh, there is a fitted version. There, there's an all black fitted version. Yeah. Anyway, Shane. But like, do we want to pivot away from baseball for a little bit and get into some CFL stuff? Uh, before we get into the CFL stuff, I do want to touch on uh, the AA chef cancellation. Yep. Um, just because I feel like that has such a huge impact. Also, sorry to interrupt. I think Vladdy just hit a three-run shot, I think. I might be wrong off Let's go. Um, Let's go. So it's either 3-3 three, three or 3-1. Three, I don't it's, know. It's 4-3 Blue Jays. Oh, it's four, oh, it was a grand slam. Kirk, Biggio, Bichette scored. Okay, so it was a grand slam. Yeah, I grand did. slam. Oh, shit. What a, hey, congrats, Guerrero. Um Buddy, that's who I want on the show. Let's let's be for real. We yeah, get Vladdy on the show. There we go. Uh, hey, Sebastian wants to send us some care kits. We will gladly rock any care kits on the show, no matter the company. Well, that's not true. <laughs> Depending on the company, but like, if a team wants to send us some care, care kits, go right ahead. We'll rock it. Doesn't matter if you're in Toronto, if you're out west. Don't matter. We'll rock it. But anyways, back to the IIHF. Uh, personally, I'm I understand. Somewhat Nova Scotia's situation, they want to control it becomes an issue. I have an issue with why was there not contingency plans in place if you believe that there was a possibility of this happening. I also believe, if I'm not mistaken, or is it just I is it the Quebec teams and the Maritime teams that are in the playoffs, or is it just the Quebec They're teams? They're still playing. Uh there's both of them. So the Maritime teams are playing with fans. The Quebec teams yeah. are not playing with any fans. So that that's where my issue comes with this. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this as well. If that was the men's tournament, they wouldn't have canceled it. I think you and me both agree on that one. A hundred percent. If this was the, you like, okay, yes, it's in Texas. So it is a little bit different, but the fact that I looked it up, there was like 2,100 cases of COVID in Edmonton over Christmas before yep. the tournament. And they still went on with the tournament because of course they did. I mean, it's a massive money tournament and that's the problem. The, the women's tournament, the, the money's, not there, unfortunately. So places are like, oh, it's just too risky. We shouldn't do it. Like, I can, I can understand, okay, like, you know, bubble, but I, I honestly I don't understand. I think it's bad. I think it's, look, it's a bad look on Hockey Canada. It's a bad look on IIHF. Even if they were both were surprised by it, because by the sounds of it, they were kind of taken aback by it. They weren't expecting it. Yeah. But the fact is they didn't have a contingency plan. They didn't have a plan in place of like, okay, let's say for whatever reason – Nova Scotia can't hold it. What do we do? Well, and I mean, did we not see uh, Edmonton reach out to host it? I think we saw Edmonton, Ottawa reach out. Town, Edmonton, Dallas. And couple I think of, we like, also saw Helsinki, Finland reach out as well. Yeah. So you could have got teams, like you could have got a, a, a city to host it. And personally, if I Are they still Ottawa, looking or have they canceled it entirely? No, no. IIHF is looking. They're hoping to hold okay. it in Good. late August. Good. Um, personally though, as a living in Ottawa, if we could have fans in the stands in August, like a late August, early September, either at, uh, TD place or in the Canadian Tire Center, I'm going to be at at least like half of those games. Yes. I'm going to try my best to get to half of those games, obviously, you know, work or whatever. But I personally, I find women's international women's hockey is better than some of the men's international hockey. It can be for sure. It can be. 
I'm sorry. I'm just trying to find because we also have a the U18s are starting tonight, I believe. They started yesterday. Hey, today's day two. Canada's on Canada at nine o'clock. Yeah, uh, I think against Finland. Uh, I'm not sure who they play. I just know Shane Wright's the captain and uh, yeah. Jack Mateer. And I believe Jack Beck is there too, correct? I think – no, he's too old. I don't think so. Yeah, he's 18. Is he? Wow. Hmm. Yeah, he turned I guess so, eh? Hey, yeah. He turned in eight, uh, 18 and uh, – Mateer. Jack Mateer, yeah. He's there. Yep. But Beck is too old. I checked because I know he was originally announced on the roster last year. Yeah. But yeah, he was. Uh, he turned. He turned eighteen in April, so he's too old. Yeah. And I mean, this is something I got to talk about tomorrow because I'm going to be on the uh, the Hockey Writers Live. We're talking about some of this stuff. Uh, but this, like, the the opportunity that's in front of him, Jack Mateer, right now, is incredible, and it's something that he's going to have to pounce on because the OHL and the and the government of Ontario are incompetent, and they couldn't get a season going. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. That personally is ridiculous. The fact that you have the NHL. Who somehow, some way, you allowed the the CFL or the NHL to have players? Excuse me, and like teams coming in and out of Ontario, but you won't allow bus travel teams going from city to city, even bubbling them. But this is the thing, right? I, I wrote an article about how the OHL failed its players, and I believe that because you know. The government told you what was going to happen if you wanted to play. Right when you got told that, you should have known, okay, is this possible? Can we do this? Or no, we can't do that. We need to to work something out. But my problem with the whole thing is the intermittent uh, communications with players that were virtually non-existent, right? We had players that were coming back from their loans at points in December because they thought we were going to play. Yeah. And – they never got told that we're not playing. Like it just it wasn't good enough. That was my issue. And you know, today I don't know if you saw this, but former 67s goaltender, uh Will Cranley Will went Cranley. to sign the ATO with uh Utica Comets. Yeah, and then you know, Ottawa, Belleville has, you know, signed Holsher, Andre, and Rippin, Rippin to ATOs. Yep. Like, and it just was it wasn't Cranley like this is why I'm confused. It's it's tough. Like I've I've heard some other uh, complicated next season. He's loaned. Oh, so he's on a loan to Utica. Yeah, he's drafted by St. Louis. Oh yeah, Yeah. they're splitting. They're uh, St. Louis is splitting with Utica this year. They're not with Utica. No, but I thought they were splitting. Like they were splitting with Vancouver because they don't have an actual. Oh, are they? I'm pretty sure Uh, that would make sense if he was. If he was, that would make sense if he was signed to an ATO and he went to yeah because I think they're. I think then, I think like Springfield, there's like three teams that don't have an AHL affiliate this year. Maybe. And they're splitting with another team because of COVID. No, that makes sense. I think, yeah, you might be right. But I mean, hey, freaking Utica's moving. The Where are they are headed? Moving some, they're, they're, nothing's been confirmed, but it sounds like the, the Comets are moving out west somewhere. Uh, I would not be surprised if they can like get Seattle, more west, aren't Because they're Vancouver's affiliate. Yeah. Utica's okay. in New York. They're not. They can't go to Seattle, man. They. they Maybe I can see them somewhere in BC. Well, it depends on if they're being if Seattle's taking over Utica. They might, oh, that's true. That, what that is could true. Happen is Seattle takes over Utica. They move them out there. 
Vancouver has a new franchise. It's somewhere in BC because Binghamton, the old, the the Devils franchise, is moving to you back to Utica and being the Utica Devils. And oh, I for God's sakes! There was something earlier today saying that uh, there's a team that's looking at go. I think Florida. There's a team that's looking at going. Maybe not Florida because they're they're with Charlotte. But I think one of the there's one team that's looking at going back to you going to Utica. Honestly, Shane, the American Hockey League melts my brain. <laughs> I, I, because Florida was with Springfield. Yeah, now they're with Charlotte. Now, who is Springfield with? Uh, Springfield folded. Like Springfield's not even oh, playing. For God's this year. sakes, they're they're they were St. Louis's team because Chicago, the Wolves, I think so. You had the Texas Rampage that were bought by Vegas, and they had moved up yeah. to Henderson. Yeah, now they're so the they, Silver Knights. So after, so Vegas took over Texas and kicked Chicago to, or kicked St. Louis to like Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Char- oh, Carolina's with Chicago now because because the Chicago Blackhawks beefed with them, so they won't be the Blackhawks affiliate now. But they were never worth the Blackhawks affiliate. No, but they they could be. But the Blackhawks beefed with the owner. Yeah, because and they now didn't they, want, only they wanted them out of the city. Yeah, now they own the Ice Hogs, so it's fine. And they've been yeah. with the Ice Hogs for, like, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have, like – so Carolina's with Chicago. Uh, you have Florida with Charlotte. Uh, you had Milwaukee, I think, with – like, you had Nashville. Admirals with Nashville. They're one of the teams that I believe folded. So you know how this ends, right? You know, You know what ends this? When everybody picks up their teams and moves them to their own city. Like what is when, happening already? No, when when the NHL owns all the AHL teams, because Chicago is independently owned, Springfield Hershey's is independently, independently owned. owned. Hershey's it well, Hershey's independently owned, but they get subsidized. Like Washington owns a fraction of it. Yeah, but the, also the Hershey Bears are sick. Yeah, I mean they're the old. I think they're one of the oldest hockey franchises in North By America. By the way, shout out to my good buddy Nick for the Hershey Bears gear that I got sent at Christmas. Pretty cool. Oh, that's lucky you. Yeah. Are you gonna you. get a Graham Clark jersey? No. Oh wait, no, he's with New Jersey. Uh who's the one oh not Graham. Um uh, the other Clark. Wendell's son. Wendell oh um Cody? Cody with a K. Yeah. No. Um apparently Graham Clark is killing it. Graham and Ball are killing it in New Jersey. Yeah, but They're we, we knew Kevin Ball would kill it. Yeah. Um, um but, Shane, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but we, we have to get to the CFL. <laughs> eh, it's fine. They, they, don't it. even, they can't even get to themselves at times. They, okay, well, that's true, but we do have big CFL news. We do? We do. With Randy Ambrosi saying there will be football in 2021. Oh, yeah. That is big news. It is big news. It's not surprising news. I just, I don't know, man. I'll believe it when I see it at this point. Like, I'm optimistic, but I'll believe it when I see it. But that, like, to me, that announcement was like a, like, you know, thank you, like, thank you for telling us what you're thinking, like, we needed that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't understand why fans are like, oh, you know, tell us, you know, tell us everything, and it's like, you know, uh, Dave Naylor's like, they can't, like, there's probably a bunch of NDA uh, NDAs out there that you just can't. They, the information that they're getting is information that is available to them, and that, that's what they're telling us. Like, so stop asking the CFL for answers that they can't give you. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it is nice for the players to know 
this is when we want training camp to be. This is when we want the season to kick off. It's nice for them to know that. It's also good to know that the PA has essentially said, like, look, this is not official yet. Don't start quitting your jobs. Don't, you know, prepare to literally move here tomorrow because this is still a work in progress. Like, I but think we, we kind of know dates. where the league is at right now. But at least they've given dates. There was a memo out, uh, sent out by uh, the, the Rough Riders, I believe it was, where they were telling their players, like, hey, you know, if you want this season to happen, go get vaccinated because the states are handling this so much better right now. Yep. Who would have thought? Um, but, you know, go out, do deal with that. But, you know, expect to be here early July. Have like a seven to fourteen day quarantine camp starting in middle of July, and our first game by August fifth, kind of thing. Yeah. Like yeah, like you said, it's good to know the dates. It's good to know that the CFL is looking at options of hosting all their games out west for the first little bit. That was something I was literally working on an article about how that should be happening, uh, and then they announced it, so I kind of just scrapped it because I didn't yeah, want to mean- look like an idiot when I was actually trying to look like a genius. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think send, like, going out west for a couple of games, if they had to start the season out west, if it meant fans in the stands, it is the best option. Well, I'm yeah, kinda, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that they're still willing to hold the Grey Cup in Hamilton. I mean, I'm not because uh, what are we talking about in December? Uh, hopefully, I a just, different world. Hopefully, but I just feel like. You know, I I believe that there has to be a, a a secondary option, right? BC Place has to be Plan B because it's a closed stadium. Like the only benefit of a closed stadium right now is BC Place, in case Ontario isn't any better. I mean, actually, I I would argue that if COVID is still an issue, then BC Place would be the last place they want to do it because it is an indoor venue. Well, only, You'd be only more... if BC, only if Vancouver is still an issue. If Ontario is the only province that hasn't got their stuff together, yeah, but that's unlikely, right? It, uh, it has to, it has to be unlikely. Uh, yeah, but, you're putting <laughs> a little bit too much faith in Ford over this. Maybe I am, but if if come December, Shane, we do not have nearly everybody that wanted a vaccine. Actually, you know what? Screw it. Everybody that wants a vaccine better have one by December, because if they don't, everyone, Shane, I swear everyone... I will eat my microphone. I mean, I feel like if anyone who wants to be vaccinated by December should be fully vaccinated by December. Here, here's what we'll do, okay? If come December, not everybody who wants a vaccine is vaccinated with at least one dose. I won't go two. We, you will get some some football gear. I'll get some football gear, and you'll line me up and run me over. How about that? Okay. I'm a, hey, okay. Guys, don't get vaccinated because I want to just run Frankie over. No, 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 no. Like, please totally get vaccinated like... <laughs> because I want to go to the Red Blacks games this year. Okay. Same. I mean, I want to go to football games. I want to go out and enjoy the summer, you know, with my family and whatnot. Like, I want to get to this too. We got we got a question that came in from Sam Ritter. Uh, hey, thank you for all the support. You're here almost like every live show. We I appreciate. Say, it. I recognize that name pretty well, even though we haven't done this in like a month. Um, but it's been essentially, like it's, been, it's like February. Oh, dude, it, it, it's been. A while, and you know we yeah, got some we really good support that, on our last episode, which is fantastic. Yeah, we took a little bit of a break to kind of get the the thirteen man sports stuff kind of sorted out, and we were like, okay, we'll we'll deal with this, and then we'll start doing the live shows once we kind of figured out what we were doing. Essentially, though, Sam is asking if the CFL can't have fans, what are the options the league has? Play. And I'll, I'll put it bluntly. They have no options if they can't no, have fans. No, they have. They do. Just play. 
you already have what Hamilton's owner, uh, Mark Gowdy of the Red Blacks said that they don't care about fans. They're willing. I think Montreal to said that too, but like the. So the, so if you have okay, here here's my thing. If if uh, eight out of the nine owners, because let's let's be honest, or eight out of or six or seven out of the nine owners. So let's be honest. BC and Toronto are probably the two owners that would be hesitant to not play without fans. I mean, and to be fair, Toronto's used to not playing without fans in a regular season. Yeah, um, but okay, Toronto's going to be looking to sell that number of tickets this year if they can sell tickets, right? So they yeah, might actually it, be fine. <laughs> but realistically, if you have if uh, shut up, if you have six, seven of your nine teams willing to play, tell the other owners suck it up, we're playing. Yeah, I mean, I can't see a world where Toronto plays with no fans at all. I can't see it. MLSE simply has been like throwing their weight around, from what I've heard, trying to make this merger with the XFL happen because they want to ditch the Canadian rules, right? They think that an American rules football team would do better in Toronto. They might be oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They might when... be right. They barely sold out NFL games at Rogers Place. Let's, I know. Let's not kill ourselves. Let's not kill ourselves. Four down football isn't going to work in Canada. It's really not. People are going to come up. They're going to start watching it. They're going to go to games. I think this is the thing is that most Canadians don't go to a game every weekend. They'll go to one or two a year. And that's what drives up the novelty of it. You start going to NFL games on a regular basis and then rewatch some CFL games. Like you're going to realize that the NFL is not the better game. Hold on. We've got a rarity. My boy Tim Mixon in the comments. My boy Alabama Clutch here. Um, if the CFL does play, as someone who doesn't watch much CFL, what should you watch for? Okay, so is this okay? So you can answer this in the comments. I want to know specifically: Are you looking at like what, what, like team wise, or actual just game to game wise? Because there's a big difference on on what to watch for. If you're looking for a team versus a, a, a play-to-play-wise. Well, I'll start with the play-to-play-wise stuff. Expect high-flying, fast-paced, entertaining football. That's that's the brand of football we have. Lots of passing, lots of scoring, lots of big plays, lots of very, very costly plays. It's like we're a very high-risk, high-reward league. And I mean, Also, like, prepare for not having, not having bathroom breaks every five seconds. Like, <laughs> we, yeah, we play games. We, we don't watch commercials. Yeah, like pre- prepare for a game where a, a field goal, a missed field goal matters. Uh, a kickoff actually matters and a punt matters. Like A 55-yard field goal is just as likely to net the other team with a touchdown as it is you yeah, with yeah, a, like, a field goal sometimes. So, like, you know, those are things to watch for. Not like, yeah, okay, yeah, our passing's great. Uh, realistically, like, there's a lot of passing. There's not as much running, but, you know, when there's running plays, there's running plays. And, and when, uh, when you're watching Andrew Harris play, like you're, you're going to be, he's, he's going to go out there and he's going to look like one of the best running backs to ever exist. Like he just yeah, finds the like, holes and he hits them and he's quick and he's agile and he, he's powerful. Also watch for linemen, like offensive linemen to run like fullbacks. I think that's what people talking to people in the States. Their biggest thing is how quick linemen move. They, because realistically, you don't need to be a big line. Like you don't need to be a, a fast lineman in the NFL. There isn't a lot of running as a lineman in the NFL. In Canada, you are busting ass going down that field 
on every play. Any running play, you are expected to keep up with the running back as a lineman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if we just play exciting football. And yeah, like, it, it would be – like, I'll, I'll go back to this, right? It would be an absolute shame to lose it to an XFL merger. We've talked about that in the past. You, If you want to hear that, you can go back and you can listen to our episode with Dave Naylor that we did like a month and a half ago now. Uh, we talked about it a ton there. But if we can get back on the field as the CFL in 2021, my confidence in the CFL remaining Canadian goes through the roof. If they don't play in 2021, it's all but over. Yeah, I mean, I understand people's want for it to be Canadian, but here's here's my thing. I think when people think of four down football, they think of everything across the board, like yep. like Americanize everything. You can keep the entire Amer- like a Canadian game. You add an extra down, it's not going to change anything. You know, if they want to add a four down, cool, add a fourth down. Don't touch the one yard rule. Uh, don't touch the five yard halo. Don't fuck with the field size. Don't you know? Don't, don't PG. Me- like don't mess that stuff up. But if you want to add an extra down, whatever. Like it's not that big of a deal. The third or fourth down is not a big that big of a deal. It's just everything else. I think is what people are frustrated and or like think is going to happen. Yeah, I mean. I'm just like genuinely excited to like be talking about the CFL again because it feels like for a, a long while it was dead. You know what I mean? And now we have there's positive news. This is when we're going to be back, and you know we can get vaccinated enough by that point, and we can start without fans. But we just gotta we gotta have confirmation that six weeks down the road we're going to be able to get 5,500 people into TD Place, which by the way should be already happening here. It's unreasonable we can't put what 10 percent capacity or just yeah, i mean 20 is that, that, i think it's about 20 percent. to think that ottawa is a twenty-four thousand seat arena and you can't socially distance five to ten thousand of that is ridiculous yep in an outdoor arena like i think that's what that, that's what frustrates me the most is that it's an outdoor arena yep but you know, hopefully we'll be back to that. Next week is going to be interesting with our show here. Uh, we're hoping to potentially have a couple of guys that are going to be drafted later in the night on the show. Um, we're going to be covering the draft again, I think is what's happening. Assuming I believe so. If that if if that's what our plans line up, we'll uh, we'll be doing another draft day special. What we started off with really last year was doing that full draft show. Um. So we'll probably have it here again. Maybe we'll get, uh, I think, maybe um, oh, it, Dakota and Dakota, Zach. Yeah. And, we haven't uh, talked have to them. those guys in forever. We haven't. I mean, we tweet them all the time, but we'll have to get uh, get them on, hopefully, maybe. Um, we'll talk to a couple of other draft eligibles if we can get them on. And, I mean, we'll just go over the draft, have a good night, and – Enjoy. Uh, hey, you know what? Shout out to Rob Bag and Matt O'Donnell for being inducted into the Queen's Football Hall of Fame today. Yeah. Shout out to those two CFL legends. Additionally, we also have our new website. It's now 13thmansports.ca. You can see it just under my absolutely beautiful face. 
And if you're not listening, if you're if you're listening on podcast form, my face is beautiful. Just trust me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but on our site, on our site, I, w- I want to shout out to our, our players initiative section. Uh, yes. We have a spot. If you are a player, happen to be listening to this, shoot us a DM, email us, whatever. On our website, we have a section where we have the players initiatives. So uh, Micah always purple space is on there right now. Uh, we're going to have purple shift. purple shift. Sorry. We'll have more places like that. You can put your, your brand there, whatever it is for free. It's our way to give back to the players who have been so fantastic with us. So shoot us a DM, email us, whatever, like contact section on the website. We'll get it on there for you. Yeah. Like again, we're not expecting anything. Obviously, if you want to hit us up with like a, a merch package, we're obviously not going to say no, but <laughs> it is totally free. Like we're not expecting anything out of it. Yeah. Um, if you haven't, if you have, you know, I know, I know apparel is big now, you know, I'm working into it. Uh, hit us up. If you want some of your apparel uh, on our site, we could make it linkable to your site for people to, uh, to find it. Uh, again, for Purple Shift, it's actually a great tool. If you're a player of any sport, it's not just football. This is what's great about Purple Shift. It's not just football. It is across the – it's multi-sport. It keeps draft combine stats. So if you have a coach or if you're looking at getting recruited, and they're like, hey, can you send me your 40 time if you're an NFL play, a football player? They want to see your 40 time? Well, you can be like, hey, yeah, here's my video. Here's everything. You can send them your Purple Shift account, and they'll have everything. You'll also have the ability to get ranked in the, and it's globally. So you have, you got, if you're a guy in Ottawa, let's say you're a receiver in Ottawa and you're ranked ahead of a guy who is in Texas and that guy in Texas is getting division one offers. Well, you know, you should be ahead of that guy. You know, you have the, the attributes to be ahead of that guy in offers. And the more people that are on it, the more accurate we're going to get. And it's totally free. You can download it on iOS and on Android. The links will be in the description below in the video. Once we get the video posted, I will add the links to both the iOS and Android downloads. But guys, it's a great app. It's super easy. It's friendly. Uh, and it, it takes no time. Like it's no time to get verified. Yeah. And I mean, if you need a better reason to support it, Mike Alloway, Ottawa Red Blacks linebacker created it. So. Also, I found that he, he signed with the Red Blacks. I completely forgot that happened. Yeah, which is no, he's sick. <laughs> super great guy. Super great guy. Yeah. Um, I love the purple shift idea. I think it's great. But, you know, we're, we're going to try getting him on so we can kind of maybe talk a little bit more about it than I can. Hey, maybe, it, that's, maybe that's a draft party idea, you know? We'll just get a yeah, bunch of guys we, coming on, maybe. I think we yeah. can do that. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, but... Uh, you know, we're hitting the hour mark, so we will wrap it up. We're going to try keeping these to an hour, hour and 15, so you guys don't get too bored of them. But tired uh, of hearing Shane's go, voice. <laughs> that's fair. I'm tired <laughs> of talking. My throat's starting to get sore. Even though you talk for literally the most, like the first half hour. Look, okay. Uh, look, okay. You know what? I love <laughs> baseball, man. So when I, when I had the idea of getting Sebastian on, I was like, I was so excited. And then he said, yes. That's Literally fair. couldn't explain I mean, to you how excited That's I was. how I felt when you said that we're going to get Derek Dennis on the field, like on the call. Yeah. We're getting one of my favorite players, him and Vernon Adams. Like, I want to get Vernon Adams on the show. I reached out yeah, to he, him on Twitter. He, he hasn't he, answered. He didn't answer. <laughs> um, but, hey, he's a busy man. He's a busy man, yeah. so I'm not going to press him too hard. But before we wrap up, we are still looking for writers. You know, there, there's five of us that are really writing actively. Um, if you want to write about any sport, 
you know, NFL, NBA, NHL, any of the women's sports, uh, some of the lower levels, you know, youth sports, division, like AHL, those kind of things, G League. If you want to write golf or curling or like uh, – Yeah, anything really. For God's sake, if you want to write about – is there a Canadian cricket team? Like if you want to – I don't know. If you want to write about them, let us know. Hey, we have we'll rugby. You know, we have the Oasis, the Toronto Wolfpack. They just announced the uh, North American Rugby League. So we do – if you want to get into writing – it is a it is a free position and it's not paid right now. But if you ha- don't need experience, if you want to get into it, shoot us a DM. Let us know. Hey, I want to write for so like this league or this team. We'll get you in. You can start writing it. And again, it, it's a great way to get into writing. We want to take this into the next level where we can be uh, a source for your not just your Canadian talent news pieces, but your overall news yeah. articles. And I mean, we got the NFL draft coming up. So if you want to submit a mock draft. Do a little bit of a draft recap. Make fun of the uh, whoever picks Justin Fields or Mac Jones. You can come on and do that. Yo, Chris Sims saying that Justin Fields is going to drop to 32 to Tampa? Yeah, no, that's not happening. That, yo, he should – if he goes <laughs> after Mac Jones, I am going to lose my shit. There is no he, reason he, he – like, What? He might go after Mac Jones if the Niners decide to take Mac. Then they, yo, if the, if the Niners decide to take Mac, then they deserve nothing but bottomless, unsuccessful. You know, well, aren't they? Aren't they deciding seasons. between? I mean, we we've heard that they might be deciding between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. I don't know. She, she which would mean she, that Fields is like Shanahan or whatever said that there's like five players they feel comfortable with at at five. So like, fuck if I know. But if Lance, honestly, if if Lance or not Lance, if Fields is available for Detroit to pick at like seven, I'm gonna lose my mind if he ends up in Detroit. I'm gonna be so mad if he yeah, ends up well, in Detroit for him. Like, I'm, I hope I'm honestly, honestly, I'm not comfortable. I think we're I think we're lagging a little bit here, but I'm not really comfortable with any of the quarterbacks in this draft class. Like to me, Josh Allen, I was so comfortable with. He was my guy, and I just like if my team was picking a quarterback this year. It's it's Trevor Lawrence, and even then, I I don't feel like I'm set in stone with him. How do you not feel like you're set in stone with Trevor Lawrence? I don't know, man. It's just something that that's not sitting right with me. I think you're just crazy. Maybe, maybe I am. Maybe it's just that I love Josh Allen that much. But <laughs> I don't know, man. I I think Trevor Lawrence is going to turn out to be one of the best quarterbacks. But here's the thing: the like Cincinnati's not picking a quarterback. They're sitting at five. Oh, no, dude. Hannah Sewell is going to be a Bengal. Are we kidding? Oh, he should be, 100%. I know people are saying Jamar Chase should be, but they need line. Their, their line isn't that good. Here's what is stupid. The Jets trading Sam Darnold. They should have went Mekhi Becton, Penny Sewell on that offensive line and then worry about quarterback later. You, yeah, you win the in the trenches, Jets, the those two? Stupid. Like, the Jets are stupid. Yes. So, like, I, nothing that the Jets do blow my mind. But like, looking at who, like, so the, if the Falcons don't pick him, he's not going to Cincinnati. So Cincinnati could trade down realistically. If, if no, they want Sewell. They want Sewell. Their offensive line's atrocious. Hey, if a team if they think that they can if they can get him at, in a late like a late ten, no, nah, they can't. I don't know. You ta- Honestly, I'm I'm of the mindset of you take your guy when you have him. Don't oh, wait. I, I don't believe, mess around I with him. I I 100 agree, but. You know, Cincinnati's not taking him. Miami's not taking him. They have Tua. They're not. They're not taking another 
quarterback. So you have wow. Detroit, Carolina, wow. and Denver. Those Denver are the next three quarterback. All three of them Carolina. can use a quarterback. Carolina has Carolina. Darnold and Bridgewater, and Bridgewater, so they might not. Like realistically, they might actually try going for an offensive lineman at, at friggin' uh, at eight. Okay. Uh, so realistically, it's Detroit and, Den- and Denver, and yeah. Does Detroit really take a pick when they have Jared Goff, or do they look at maybe getting a receiver or or, or a defense, some defensive help? There is a good chance. You can't take a quarterback when you're paying Jared Goff that much money, can you? I mean, hey, Allen Hurts was drafted by the Eagles. Yeah, still. Like, like you, yeah, but that's, that's also a second-round pick. That's a little different. But you literally like have if, a chance to, to see Justin Fields go to Denver at nine. Yeah, so, they might even pick because they, they seem to like Drew Locke plenty. Well, they haven't also – they haven't said that they're not going to come out – that they haven't said that they're committed to him either. That if there's a quarterback that they like at nine – they might take so if they Fields might, is there at nine. I, that's the thing, man. I, I'm also just I'm not really sold on Fields. Maybe I just gotta watch a little bit more tape, but you if know, he's I just, there at 14, if if Fields is there at 14 or 15, I would be dumbfounded if Minnesota or New England did not take him at 14 well, or 15. New England, of course, because they have nothing to lose. Right? You need a quarterback at some point. And Cam Newton. What are you gonna re-sign? Are you gonna re-sign Kirk Cousins after this year? Didn't they resign him? Didn't they extend him? No, I don't think so. I might be wrong. I think they did. I think they did. But sure, you can you can take that you can take that option if you want if you're Minnesota. But if you're New England, you don't have that option because Cam Newton stinks. Cam Newton is not Cam Newton who was in Carolina anymore. He's taken too many hits. Which, by the way, they let teams take liberties on that guy. It wasn't fair to him at all. Um, Oh no! no, Too many hits. His arm. His arm has never been that. Fantastic! It was just he's so good with his legs that his arm looked good, and like that's why the yeah. comparison with Josh Allen pissed me off. Allen's arm is light years ahead of what Cam Newton could ever dream of being. Yeah, but anyways, anyway, like, we can have this over. draft talk all we want. Maybe, maybe we do a Friday special covering day one recap of the draft. Maybe do they draft on Friday? They draft Thursday, and then they have this. They have day one on Thursday, day two. Friday, day three, Saturday. Maybe we'll even go live Thursday. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I mean, hey, I got nothing to do Thursday, so maybe we go live and do a draft show on Thursday. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll make yeah, something we'll, happen. We'll, we'll figure something out. But yeah. anyways, guys, thank you all for tuning in. It's been a pleasure doing this. I've missed it. Uh, talking just sports in general with Frankie and you guys. We're going to have to get more we'll baseball, talk- guys. we yeah, got to like get we, more we baseball, act- guys. We talk more baseball. We talk more hockey, more, more ba- basketball. Uh, we have a bunch of things to talk about coming up this summer with the off season. So yep. we'll be more active on here. We'll be more active on social media. So you can hit us up there. Uh, our follower count has already grown since we switched over to this whole sports hey, I thing. I think, is- I think we are one away from 400 right now. So yeah, maybe we'll do, talked- maybe we'll do a little giveaway something at 500. I don't know. Maybe I'll just toss maybe, it out there. Maybe, maybe. Oh yeah. And we are uh, still affiliated with customized sports. Uh, super great guys. Head on over to their website. Again, it'll be in the link in the description below. Uh, use promo code uh, 13th man for 13, 13% off of your order. Um, and yeah, guys, thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next Tuesday, 7.30, talking about your weekend sports for myself. Actually, we'll be back earlier than that. Next Tuesday is going to be draft, so I think we're at earlier, right? 
We're going. Oh yeah, we'll be here. Oh yeah, six thirty next Tuesday because of the draft. Uh, for myself, you can find me at Rando, Rambo underscore sports. Follow my Twitch channel as well as Rambo underscore sports. Uh, Frankie, I believe you're still what HPR. No, I'm at Frankie, Frankie, Frankie underscore Benvo now. B e n v o. Oh, okay. So he just switched it up without telling me. Uh, yep. But yeah, Frankie underscore <laughs> Benvo. Uh, he still has. He's with the hockey writers, so you can check him out there. Check him out at his hockey podcast, uh, Pro- prospects report podcast. We haven't done that in a month, two months either. Yeah, Whoops. I haven't done my sense hour stuff in forever. I feel bad, but. Eh. Oh, um, wow. But yeah, guys, thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back here next week or later this week uh, with a brand new video and live stream of 13 Man Sports. We'll catch you later. Stay safe and enjoy your week. <laughs>